to the Dillweed Society Film Podcast. My name is Max, and my favorite movie is Knives Out. My name is Isabella, and my favorite movie is The Passion of Joan of Arc. I just watched that for class, so I'm not trying to be pretentious. It's pretty good, though. It is really good. <laughs> my name is Joanne, and my favorite movie is The Oxbow Incident. I didn't know that that was one of your favorites. It's, like, always on my top five Yeah, list. it's always one of the top. You and Dad both really like that Oxbow movie. The Oxbow Incident and Legally Blonde. <laughs> Mamma Mia. I do like all of those. Those are good. Uh, and, and the one I'll never get over, not winning Best Picture, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, True. yeah. Lost to like yeah. Forrest Gump or something. Yeah, that was the another biggest. Tom Hanks movie. First of all, Tom Hanks in that? I'm pretty sure he's in he Shawshank is. Redemption. No, he he no. was in Forrest Gump. Who's the guy in Shawshank Redemption that looks like him? Matt Damon. <laughs> Warren Beatty. <laughs> no. Who's the guy um, in Shawshank Redemption? It's uh, Tim Robbins. Look it up. Oh, that looks exactly like Matt Damon. No. You cannot tell me that's not Matt Damon. Let me look. Let me look. I just got the same haircut that Matt Damon has Maybe. sometimes. Um, oh, the, one of my very, very favorite movies, Wizard of Oz. Put that Wizard on my Oz, list. Yeah. West Side Story. There's just so many. It's kind of hard to. Yeah. Luckily, me and Max get to say a new one every week. That's our shtick. Well, I'm trying to get people to watch the Expo Incident because I think it's very poignant and I think it's it's really applicable to every era. A long time ago, I asked a bunch of people on Facebook uh, what their favorite movie was. Aunt Dan said Grease, The Wizard of Oz. Yep. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, It's a Wonderful Life, yes. Sound of Music. Sound of Music, yes. That's in my top two. West Side Story, Philadelphia oh. Story. Oh, I love the Philadelphia Story, too. It's like all my favorite movies. Yeah, I know. Well, you put the Philadelphia Story, because it says... Oh, that was smart of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Cody put being John Malkovich, which shocked me. That's one of her. Really? You know, she likes quirky, quirky yeah, films. Yeah, she does like weird, like weird movies. She also, she also likes what's the uh, bowling one that's so cool? Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Yeah, she loves that. that. Yeah. But you know a, a shocking movie that she likes that I do not understand. The Mel Gibson one, Apocalypto. <laughs> <laughs> she likes that one. I know she does. Uh, that is a little strange and interesting uh no that wasn't the one i was thinking of it's it's that one christmas movie that's like the like the a christmas one. story mm-hmm. oh the annoying one with the annoying children. yeah where the kids stick oh i hate that movie. i hate that movie she mm-hmm. yeah, loves that. that movie that's i'm like so weird and she'll be with us at christmas and i'm gonna be like mm, we can't no. watch it i love you but there's a limit there's something <laughs> about like suburban movies with family movies that I hate. Me too. I, they're also gross. I know everybody's mean and everybody's awful. Mean, yeah. Speaking of Christmas and holidays and uh, religious things, we're talking about <laughs> Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul today, <laughs> which is a new movie from the Ebo Twins, hmm. directed by Adama Ebo. And I will give you a synopsis before we start. In the aftermath of a huge scandal, Trinity Childs, the first lady of a prominent Southern Baptist megachurch, attempts to help her pastor husband, Lee Curtis Childs, rebuild their congregation. I think that it's interesting. It's it's right that they did it, but that she is the main character of the movie and that the husband is sort of a side character and they're not equal main characters in this. Because I think that that is how the movie is, even though from the cover you wouldn't think that. Yeah. So a couple of questions. Um, I need to know the ground rules. Spoilers. We have a pre-spoiler section, and then we have the spoiler wall comes down, and we... we We're kind of loose with it, though. Like, we kind of just... If it's something that we think that... Use your own judgment. Like, do you think that someone's experience of the movie would be diminished by saying something in the pre-spoiler section? Then leave it to the post. You know, uh, there's a lot of things at the beginning of the movie, especially if you don't know what you're going to see. Yeah. That right at the beginning, it takes you a little while to figure out. You're like, wait a minute, what is this? And I almost feel like you feel that way through about maybe a third to a half of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, was this a comedy mm-hmm. or is it a drama or like, what am I supposed to? Who's the main character here? Like, you try to anticipate always where a film's going, and I was kind of like, um, huh. <laughs> I agree with you. Right? What were you going to say, Bella? What? It sounded like you were going to say something. Just breathing. Oh. <laughs> I liked how confusing it was in that way. Like, I went into this only having seen the, the cover of it, and barely that. 
And I thought that it was really fun to like figure out what is it. Because the first thing I got, I guess, when I was seeing it that I don't think would be diminished if you knew about it is that it's a, it's a mockumentary. Right. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't know that going in. Mm-mm. And it's, that's the first thing you see. Mm-hmm. It's her talking to the camera. And that like immediately grabbed my attention. Because you don't really see that in a film format. You know, you really just see it with TV shows like The Office or like. Isn't Abbott Elementary also? Um, yes. A mockumentary. Mockumentary, I yeah. Like, so that format has like persisted throughout the television sphere. So I, it's the, really interesting to see it in a movie. We do. We have seen it before in a couple movies. Like what? They've been in, since uh, the 90s. Best in Show. Best in Show. Time. And then... Um, the, That's a good point. Right? And then what's the uh, the more famous one? Spinal Tap? Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Yeah. yeah. Right? But we haven't seen it in a long time. In movies. Yeah, and those are, like, I think of, like, as primarily comedies. Right. Or, like, primarily just, like, skit movie type things, you know? Yeah. Whereas this, I think, has a, a larger story. Yeah. And it, they're recounting the stories throughout. Like, it, things are happening in the moment rather than, like, Spinal Tap, you're, like, thinking back on the shows or something. Right. Yeah. You know? Although, you know what's different? What? That I just realized is this movie went between being a mockumentary and then being just a straight up movie yeah it's a hybrid you sometimes it's a mockumentary and then sometimes it's just you're watching a scene with those two in a bedroom or in an office where the um the filmers aren't in the room and sometimes you don't know the aspect ratio does change and the lighting and color grading changes so unless you're not looking at that but what i was thinking was like Usually you don't have that shift, so I was one. I was picturing in my head. I was wondering what the movie would look like without that transition from what we see on the camera and what we don't. What's like away from the camera? Because I think this movie has a lot to do with what we think we know and like assumptions that we make and what we will never know mm-hmm. about people or situations. And I think that fits a lot with like the fake documentary. Because it's like mm. they can frame it in a certain way, mm-hmm. and when it goes, when it shifts out outside of the documentary, you're like, oh wait, is this reality? Like, what are we actually gonna know? So I was, I was wondering what it would look like if it didn't have those shifts. Interesting. A lot of what you just said. There were also transitions where the camera didn't move, but the color grading changed. Do you remember the one? There's one closer towards the end well let's start like let's go back a little bit and yeah yeah, let's start at the beginning because like the what i think was the best thing about this movie was the two main actors Mm -hmm. are the most extraordinarily talented actors with a range that goes from you know hilarious hilarious comedy Mm -hmm. To, and to like really dramatic acting yeah, yeah i mean and in addition to being phenomenal actors they are also like the most charismatic people so i don't even care if they were just like reading a phone book watching them on screen i cannot take my eyes away they yeah. are so charismatic each of them individually and then you layer on top of that the fact that they had this most electric chemistry between them mm-hmm. and you know when i watched it i was like they have they they seem like they're ad-libbing. There's, like, such a good vibe between the two of them. Right, right. That, like, I, I, I almost didn't even care what the story was or what, mm-hmm. you know, the script was or whatever. I just, I love watching each of them individually. And then I love watching the two of them together even more. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how you get that kind of chem. You can't manufacture that. That just is there or it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. And they were phenomenal together. Their acting makes the movie, like, it. it's truly... Astounding, and I th- I think especially like Regina Hall mm-hmm. as the main character, she has so much emotion, but she doesn't even sometimes she doesn't even say anything, but you can tell like how she feels in a moment, yeah. like she has to put on like a brave face because she has to she does all the work for the church, yeah, but the husband is the the person that you see and the 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 preacher or the mm-hmm. pastor. And I think, like, what you said about their charisma makes a lot of sense given their job. Like, right. that's their, that is their job, is they have to be charismatic and, like, run this megachurch. The character's job. Yeah. 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 He, his whole 
success. They went from the a church of what a couple hundred people to over twenty five thousand people. They mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. and the whole success was built on his charisma, right? Yeah, right. And this showbiz element to their Sunday services. But she is the one that was, you know masterminds the whole thing and right. make sure you know they the church is growing and that all the parishioners are taken care of she's she's got the biggest job of the two of them she's the one who organized the making of the mockumentary or make of in their world it's the documentary mm. of them like reestablishing the church because they they I thought he shut did. down he hired them and she was skeptical yeah skeptical because yeah she's but then once they got in what he's like it's gonna be great it's gonna be great and she's right. like i don't think so but then once they're in you know he insisted and she's going to make sure it's going to be okay right or at least she tries to right they're doing the documentary kind of to reestablish their rapport with the public because they've had this scandal but like footage can be shaped like they're so they they want to kind of preserve the way that they look and so oftentimes they'll be like you can shut off the camera now but You can't really do that. That, I think, was a very telling part of this, was that they, yeah, they worked so hard, as you said, to to really curate the way that they present themselves their whole yeah. lives, right? They're, they're really into designer clothes. They have a whole scene that's about this closet that is filled with designer clothes mm-hmm. and shoes and church hats and all these things. So they're used to presenting a certain way. Mm-hmm. But also... Pat, the pastor, yeah, is has been presenting himself a certain way to the public that he is. N- it's misrepresenting who he actually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see. So I think that that like cut the cut the camera. We don't. We'll retake that scene. It's like so much a part of their who they are too. Right. Yeah. I think that's that's part of what makes the acting shine so much is is that despite how terrible the guy seems to be you can't help but kind of be on his side when he's when he's so excited about things yeah i i know it's like he's terrible but I, you love him you're yeah. like rooting for him you know like <laughs> See, that's come the on. thing like the film was made so that you root for these people yeah right, right. because they're they were in a low point and they're working towards rebuilding but throughout the film you're kind of led on to understand what the scandal was exactly mm-hmm. and but you don't know that at first and they they kind of get you at first as if we were members of their church yes. who were who knew them beforehand who loved their charisma who loved them as people mm-hmm. and then you find out slowly kind of in pieces what actually happened but you're still like torn you're you don't know whether you should still root for them or not right and i think that's so that's, a very interesting way to direct the narrative. Yes. And that is interesting because, you know, like I feel like at the end, particularly, Trinity is talking to the Anita, the filmmaker, mm-hmm. who doesn't speak throughout the film until the very end, and then you hear right. her voice. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting choice. But when Trinity looks into the camera and is talking to Anita, and she's saying, like, you know, you judge us or whatever Mm -hmm. it was like she was talking to us in the theater you know she's looking straight at you in the Mm -hmm. middle like and to add anita but it's really staring at the audience and saying like you judge you judging us and like i don't know why you think you're any better like we Mm -hmm. all have stuff and then she turns and she says or you and she turns like apparently to a camera guy or a boom mic guy and to, and then turns the other way to, to you. But when you're watching it in a theater, it's, she's looking at each and every one of people in the audience. Yeah. Like, what makes you think that you're, like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to do my best here. And and she directs the audience saying, she's she says, like, whoever people are going to see this. Right. Like, mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, is this real? Like, <laughs> it feels so real. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think she's right. What I think mean? she feels that way. But... When she says, like, like everyone, everyone, you know, has problems or whatever. She's right in that respect, but it's not. We're in a position to judge, to judge her, I think. Why? Well, yes, we are. And, I mean, I think the part that we're not spoiling yet, but, yeah. um, the, you know, there is a lot to judge just for people who haven't seen this movie yet. Like I said, they it's like it, it's all the worst things about these m- mega churches that we've heard of in the over the years, you know, where they've got 
private jets and they, you know, live an extremely lavish lifestyle. They drive a Bentley. They've got a closet full of, you know, what was his line about Sunday service? Do you know what says Easter? Oh, you know what really says Easter? Prada. Prada. <laughs> but like, not, the, not the periwinkle Prada, white Prada. <laughs> trying to decide what's, what suit to wear. And it's like, you know, these are the things, it's like uh, all the trappings of like them just rolling in dough and it's prosperity gospel stuff. And so he didn't say like, what, let's think about Easter. What says Easter? Jesus. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. going there. He's like thinking about the clothes he's going to wear. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are people that are hurting and need, you know, help. And that just, it wasn't where they were coming from. It was more of a sort of a, like, if you want to be rich and successful like me, come to this church. And well, I also think like there is an element to church that is dressing up. And I think that's true. Like some people, especially for Easter, you know, like, so I think it's taking these levels of what church currently is, especially like, and like a mega church is and Kind of putting it to the extreme because yeah. they are they are extreme yeah. yeah yeah trinity has a line in the middle of it where she says i guess you could you could go to church just wearing whatever wearing a t-shirt and jeans but we also have another saying in 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 the church god don't like ugly <laughs> that was such a funny line. <laughs> i know there were so many funny lines in yeah. this i do think it's a really well-written movie yeah so here's my big question yes Okay, these two ad-libbed a ton. You can see it. I mean, it's a lot of ad-libbing. And I think that's super fun. I love it. And I know Regina Hall is a riot. Like, she's such a funny person. But, like, was that line ad-libbed? Like, we don't know what was written, what was ad-libbed. I mean... Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever know. It It's so consistent. Yeah, I just think that the, the dialogue is really good in the movie, whether it was written or not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the one scene that I wanted to mention, which I thought was hilarious... So he, they have five loyal mm-hmm. parishioners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the faithful five. The faithful five yeah. is what they call them. <laughs> so when the scandal went down, everybody left the church, but they have five parishioners that stuck with them. Yeah. And it's so cute. It's like a mother and daughter who, the daughter is, I don't know how old, like eight, yeah. something like that, and, and a young mother who just comes to church as much as possible because it's like free babysitting in a way for her kid. It keeps her kid busy. They There's an older couple um, who are hysterical, and she's like, back in my day, like, you didn't just pick up and leave, and then she'd go into these crazy yeah. stories <laughs> about all the things that happened in her church growing up. And the fifth one is a young theology student, right? Like, he's in mm-hmm. seminary school. Yeah. And I'm, I wasn't quite sure why he was sticking around. But I didn't really know. <laughs> he was there, too. Yeah. The pastor, what's his name? Lee Curtis. Lee Curtis, yeah. Pastor Lee Curtis. Charles. Lee Curtis Charles, right. He's practicing his, his big comeback, and so he's going to try get his legs, you know, like, or get him, what's the phrase? Like, you get your dive di- back in the I pool. I don't know. You don't can't know. Get, do get your legs wet. <laughs> Put your legs in the pool. <laughs> I don't know. Dip his toes in. <laughs> Dip his toes in. That's <laughs> So he gets up to do this sermon in front of the five faithful, and uh, they're feeling the spirit and they close their eyes or whatever. Trinity's got her eyes closed and she hands up, and mm-hmm. they're singing and whatever. And uh, she she opens her eyes, and he's like stripped down. He took his, his, took his shirt off, yeah, his suit jacket, his shirt, his tie, his undershirt, yeah. and he's standing there like the guy is very fit. You know, mm-hmm. he's a fit man. But he's standing his persona. It's part of his persona, exactly. So he's standing there, like ripped bodice or whatever, like in front of the. And she's like, "What are you doing?" And then, and then she realizes, okay, part of this show is that he's going to get rebaptized. Right. So they go up to the baptismal font or the baptismal pool. Yeah. And 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 she's going (laughs) to dip him into the pool and and pray and say like he's going to be born again. Yeah. Again, she dips him under the water. She's holding his nose and holding him under. And she's praying and praying and, and you know, and then it's like it lasts a little too long. And then it's like way too long. Like yeah. she actually wants to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like it starts out she was she's happy that he's silent. She wants a few moments of silence. Yeah. And then she's just like, what if? What if I just keep holding? 
Yeah. I thought that was really, really funny. Yeah. And then and then it's like they do though like one, two, three jokes. So yeah. like within it comes out and they're like and they're like and I'm born again again. And then it's like they're both like and Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this whole side like I thought we agreed we were gonna say Amen. Amen. Well, That's... Amen's like kind of cool now. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we, and then they say, all right, well, we both agree and we understand each other. Right. Ready? You want to do it again? That's and they do it again in the same way. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Right. <laughs> But that's what that's one of those scenes where they said, "Oh, let's cut, cut. Well, you can re-roll that. We'll redo that yeah, one." And, and they like... redo the entire like, <laughs> baptism. <laughs> like you gotta get reborn again, again, again. Um, yeah, that's it's so very, funny. very funny. There are a lot of funny scenes like that that yeah. I just thought were were great. But I will say, so can we go on to some things that we did not like? Sure. Yeah. As I said, when we walked out of the theater, um, which. Just a little aside in parentheses, I love being back in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could not love it more. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, literally, like, holding myself back from giggling from being so tickled pink that we are in this movie theater. <laughs> I just love it. So we walked out of the theater, and I said, it could have used some tightening up, right? That's how I felt. I felt like a lot of those scenes that were ad-libbed, and, you know, like, it, it kills you to cut comic gold right you're like you li- film footage just feels too precious and you're like no but that was such a good thing but honestly the story could have been improved dramatically by having some of those scenes cut a little bit shorter and tightened up a bit um that's my opinion yeah are there any examples that, that felt like too long to you or was it just the whole thing in general yeah it felt like there was like a lot of like just white space and things went on just a little, you know we got the point here it, it didn't feel super long to me. Maybe a little bit, but it... Yeah, I didn't feel that either. But, like, once Mom said that, I could I could see it being cut down a little bit. Because it's only 90 minutes, you know? No, I thought it was um, 100 or... I 98, thought... 98 minutes, but that's including credits. It feels longer than that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely feels longer than... Mm. So, pacing-wise, it felt like I was... It felt like we were in there over two hours. Yeah. Are they new directors or new writer-directors? Um... They've worked with people. I don't know of any other films that they... they it, on Letterboxd, doesn't say they've done anything else. Okay, because that, that does feel about right. Because they... I mean, they they were so... I'm so glad that they got these two amazing actors. And um, we haven't even talked about those cute supporting actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a young couple. Adorable. I love them. Oh. Any scene with them, I was like, this is gold. Wait, we, bef- I want to know everything. Yeah. Before we go us. on, should we just say... Um, recommendations before we talk about just like should you recommendations no i would just say like yeah go see it it's, oh it's a fun movie um prior before we get into like the specific spoilers go see it and then um come back here and listen to the rest of this okay yeah unless you like spoilers i often like listening to podcasts before i've seen the movie true okay so the the church that they are kind of rivals with is um a younger couple pastor and pastor sumter and <laughs> i don't know why i love that so much well because they keep bringing it up it's like pastor and pastor like right yeah. because it's not normal she's a for a woman pastor sumter pastor. and pastor sumter right yeah yeah, yeah. and i love them because they're they're kind of like the newer couple they probably were raised going to they were they um, said. what's their church called it's walk paths wander to greater paths wander to greater paths wander to greater paths <laughs> like, then roll right off the tongue but yeah wander to greater paths yeah so they probably grew up going to that church and just really looked up to this older uh, who were the hot young couple uh, trinity and um why can i never remember his name trinity lee, and curtis. Lee, curtis. lee curtis yeah i blocked him they probably grew up going to that church and just like really looked up to them because they were the it couple mm-hmm. right so then they decided to become pastors mm-hmm. yeah but now they're rival churches because lee curtis was grooming young male parishioners to have sex with them and this is based on a true story of a mega church pastor in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, or outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So this is what this was loosely based on, was that right. story. This was the guy that, the original guy and Pastor Lee Curtis were both very, you know, anti-gay and uh, from the pulpit, but then had this secret life where... We don't know the details in this movie. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We don't. But the, the problem, he was really 
taking advantage of his role and then like kind of um, wooing them with cars and fancy houses or whatever. That's what that kid says in the movie, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the awful thing that we learn, what, 75% into this movie, 60% into this movie? Yeah, it it takes until pretty far in because you'd think that he was just having an affair with an adult woman or something like that. Right, that's what I thought the whole time. Yeah. And then there was some little piece that we There's were, hints there throughout. Hints. Yeah. When she sees those boys while she, she's Trinity out. is buying a hat. Yes. And yeah. she's, that's when you're like, who are they? And then the next scene is the basketball scene, which... Well, we talk, uh, no, before that even, though, we that, know. Yeah. Because first off... Uh, we hear radio, like, of people talking about the controversy, and they're like, how could the wife stand this? Like, if I were her, I would leave. Like, you have to have respect for um, his wife. Mm. And then and then there's the bedroom scene, which I think is very telling. And that's then, when I knew. Yeah, that's when I knew. And then right after that is the sermon where he is like, you have to be faithful, you can't be... He's, oh, he's, right. Yeah, he says right, he's, right. like, anti-gay. Right. And I was like, that's... Nail on the head, and yeah. not, we we whispered. We were like, "He's gay." Yeah, yeah. because yeah. the bedroom scene, we won't go into detail, but he couldn't perform, mm-hmm. and she she was trying. She's really trying to save this marriage. She's trying so hard to put their life back together after all of this, and he swears he's changed, whatever. But he's still not. That's when we knew we were like, uh, "Okay, maybe that's the di- the issue here." But then, yes, later, Max, it becomes extremely obvious mm-hmm. because she sees these young men who are probably now tw- tw- 19 yeah still pretty young but yeah. yeah 19 20 and then right after that there's a scene in the basketball court which you mentioned right so the the whole first like probably three minutes of that basketball court scene the camera doesn't cut at all it goes from all the way on the other side of the court slowly moves forwards like dollies in to them having a conversation and then rotates I that was around too. them. It's yeah, it's more interesting in my opinion because they don't they don't do that a ton throughout the rest of the movie, and so it, it becomes very clear and very tense that yeah. scene. It's in reality, it's not on the mockumentary camera no. because he's talking to the guy. No. Yeah. So the young man that um, we're talking about, he's the boom mic operator, mm-hmm. sound guy. He's just packing up his equipment in the in the church gym, which is this very big fancy gym. Pastor Lee Curtis Childs comes in and he says, you know, he's just like making small talk. He's gonna bounce around the basketball. He's like, hey, you want to play? Takes off his shirt. Takes off his shirt <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, the guy's like, no, no, I don't really play basketball. And he's like, okay, well, then you can rebound me. And then you're like, we all know where this is going. Like, my, I was like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. Because, come on. Like, he just went, he just practically lost his church. It shut down. And they've been working so hard to do this plan for this big comeback. And here he is flirting, is what he's doing. He is flirting with this young man. And, uh... I just, like, it was a lot <laughs> to sit through that. But it was intentionally tense. It was tense for sure. The Though also that part of that scene, in the background, really blurred out, in the far background, you see Hrenity walk past the glass mm-hmm. wall, yes. and she just stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's only, you know, like, it starts from that where she is. And then it zooms in, and then it cuts, and then it rotates, and you see her. So maybe she was there, like... The she whole time. Yeah. She was watching. Like that was from her perspective from outside the glass. Like, we were looking at what he was doing from that far. That poor woman. I swear. But that scene, you also too. sort of see how, just how sad and repressed his life is. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that, that I got for both of the main characters. In in that scene, and then the scene where the, Trinity's talking to her mother. Yeah. Just how, like, frustrating and repressed yeah. their lives must both be because they, they're not allowed to be, like... They're not allowed to have any support from the people who care about them. Yeah. For being be who they are. Who they are. Yeah. Right. That is true. And a Trinity, like, for her, she just, you know, she grew up in the church. Her parents are really strict. And her mom, this conversation was, she was saying, I don't think I can do this. I have been working and working and working to try to save this marriage. And I, I don't think I can do this anymore. And her mom, just absolutely no empathy whatsoever. Sometimes my daughter can be so stupid. That's like what she says to her or something. Yeah. 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 
I was like, oh my. So this this gal is just, she's trying. She did all the right things and she thought she was marrying a lead pastor and she tried to follow the rules and she worked so hard and built this church alongside him and mm. then she's like, why is my life not working out? Yeah. yeah. This is so sad. Did you catch that she converted him after they married? She was Baptist and he was Anglican when they married. She says that. Oh, I miss that. Yeah, yeah. Remember the joke at the end? She's like, you want to hear something? I don't know if it was, it might have been at the beginning. She's like, you want to know something really hard though was if she makes a joke to the camera. Oh, remember? yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to that because I thought she was just trying to, she was trying to put on a, a light story and a happy face because she was yeah. really about to cry. She, yeah. But she what is, just... right, like she set this whole thing up for him to become this. Wow. To, to become this super pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much behind like, what she can show to mm-hmm. the public. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and s- sad for both of them. But actually, it like we're, we're telling the sad story, but somehow they made this into a comedy, <laughs> which is... Well, I think most good comedies have a lot, like, very dramatic elements to them. Unless you're looking at, like, an Adam Sandler comedy. Right. Like, comedy. most Jordan Peele movies, I would say, are comedies but also horror movies like they are really dark i think he produced his company produced this movie but i think comedy is a really good way to tell a story like this because you have two very polar opposite ends of it like you have comedy but you also have like what's at stake and i think those things can like interplay really well with the story and i think also that parallels like we read the director's statement on their website yeah um and it's very clear, like, she was really conflicted about how to feel about what had actually happened in her church. She both was like, how could the church not do it, not do anything more about this? And also, the church is still doing great things. Right. And, like, showing both of those. And I think that's why she wanted to tell, the director wanted to tell uh, the story through the perspective of the wife of the person going through this. Because she's so connected. Mm. Yeah, and she doesn't know how to feel. She's so conflicted. That came through in the movie too. Yeah, because you like as we said, you are rooting for these people. Yeah. Um, also, like she, you know, he even said this. The character, like he knows he's like done something bad, but he also like did a lot of good too. And he keeps like he feels like that's been lost in this, and he doesn't want to lose that like that to him that's part of his legacy he actually did help people yeah um and the church apparently did help people it's just you know it's all kind of yeah like his passion for the church i think is still very apparent throughout the movie Mm -hmm. it's just like power and to be in that place of power can often corrupt people yes and the situations you're put in in society can corrupt you like and can make you do horrible things. They're they're standing, like, holding up this sign that says "Honk for Jesus." Uh, they have they rolled out a Jesus statue. A Jesus statue from like the the like storage room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's been he's been making he's been standing in the shade the whole time while she's been holding up this sign. Yeah, waving it waving around it like around. it's a car wash or something, trying mm-hmm. to get attention from the drivers that are driving past, saying. Right. We're grand reopening this weekend. Woohoo! And trying to get people excited, so they honk for Jesus. He's like, we haven't been getting a lot of honks. Um, so I think we, I think, you know, we know what we need. And they had set up earlier that the, the church had a bunch of arts programs. They had just, like, listed off four of them, and one of them was, like, religious miming. <laughs> it was praise miming. Praise miming, yes. Yeah. Praise miming. They had a praise miming team. And so he's standing there, and he's like, we know what we need. And then he start he lifts up one hand and the saturation like goes through the roof in wow. the in the camera. Uh and it the depth of field on the lens gets like very shallow, so the entire background suddenly goes into like uh like is blurry. Mm-hmm. Uh and he starts like miming, praise miming, like <laughs> with his hands. <laughs> with his hands. Uh and she she's just totally un uninterested in it. But then She was just like like it was terror because she knows what he wants. He wants her to do the miming and she's like, No. Yeah. No. Which means wearing like a white like face paint 
Uh, right. And here's the other thing. She was out there. She dressed in her Sunday best. Yeah. She was trying to look really cute and pretty. Get out there doing exact, being a cheerleader for him. Yeah. Saying like, honk, come on this Sunday. Yay. And he's going to humiliate her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. make her put on mime face and possibly ruin her clothes as a, <laughs> right. but like and put her on a street corner in a clown face yeah. yeah and i thought like i think like in those ending moments i w- i told mamas after um i was like one of them is going to jump in front of the car that goes by cuz they are both at their limit in that moment right before it cuts to her face in with the white paint yeah i thought she was going to jump she's worked so hard and right before that, too, when he's like, you got to do this. And she's like, no, you're like, that's insanity. And he's like, no, this is just your ego. Like, you, you have to, like, do this for the church. And she's like, she's done everything for the church. Right. Like, it's his ego that's making him do that. That's right. exactly like, it's it. Like, his ego that drives him to do these, like, stupid things. Yeah. And what do you say? Ego is edging God out. Yeah. 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 But he's the one that with the giant ego. Right. Didn't even think about her. And he does that yeah. throughout the movie. He doesn't think of her once. Never right. thinks of her. She does. She does it. But she's so sad. Mm-hmm. And she and she tells the camera. She's like, you know, his first lady puts me out there like that. Um, so horrible. And she's like, I'm a you know leader in this community, mm-hmm. and this is what you know the praise mimers are like a sideshow and she's just had it yeah and then at the end then she she walks away and she's just like losing losing it to the camera at the end mm-hmm. and because the camera uh, keeps following her what she said she had a line at the end that was so good kill I'd him sooner than leave kill him. my husband than leave my husband <laughs> yeah when it's usually i'd i'd rather kill myself than leave my husband but it's, i'd rather kill him yeah she's she, like yeah, it's just like she just rolls out, and she's just like, I'd rather kill him. And it was all that re- she really would like to kill him. It mm-hmm. was and this church. Mm-hmm. She's like, I built this church, mm-hmm. and you know, and and so this is what she's stuck with. Yeah, um, I wonder what happens later. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because they don't they reopen and nobody comes because the other church heard wind that they were reopening a week early. Mm-hmm. And change their reopening to a week earlier on yeah. purpose. That was okay. So that we never did talk about those two. Yeah, yeah, we did. We're just briefly. Yeah, pastor so, and pastor, pastor, pastor and pastor. What's your last name? Sumter. Sumter. Yeah. Anyway, they're the cutest things, but they are kind of cutthroat. They want to keep all those parishioners, and they are building a brand new, big, fancy church. You know, and uh, they're going to have this grand reopening at the same day on Easter, the same day as the Wander to Greener Paths or whatever. Greater Paths. Greater Paths. And Pastor Lee Childs and Trinity go over to talk to them, and they think they're coming for marriage counseling because they were doing marriage counseling. Yeah. And they're like... I think that was kind of a slight on them. They they didn't actually think they were coming for that, but they wanted to, like, poke fun at them. It was a. It was one of those like very southern, like really sweet, Tense, but they're kind yeah, of mean, yeah. you know, like bless like the, your heart. <laughs> yeah, like the worst thing you can say as an insult in the South is bless your heart. Yeah, so, yeah. They're like, well, we're just so you know honored to be able to help you know you to be able to help you too. Yeah, to be able to help you too, and to be able to welcome give your parishioners a home when they, you know, after all the, you know, I mean, they, they're just sick, sticky, sweet, but they knew exactly what they were doing. So yeah. Um, yeah. Pastor Childs and Trinity then decided we'll open a week early. And then the young couple opens a week early and they were just like, Oh, I didn't know that they had changed their date. They really seem to be set on Easter, but they knew. They knew. (laughs) They're just going to, like, take that heel and grind them into the ground. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that was was pretty funny. They were were really cute. Yeah, but it does end, like, really open-ended. It's unresolved, which I think is good given the story, because you don't know how to feel. It's kind of left up to the audience. Yeah, after she's just kind of, like, accused us. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So in that regard, I think it's good. I just like, I, and there's so much I liked about it. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about, because it wasn't like I left it like, that was a great movie. There were so many great moments. I adore these actors. Mm-hmm. It feels like a first film to me. It feels like I, things could have been tightened up, maybe storyline, like a little, I don't know. There's so much that was good. It's just, I, it feels like maybe a first swipe. I wish it would have ended right after her speech to the audience. Mm. You know? Yeah. I always want to cut films short, I think, because that was my problem with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies also. I was like, yeah. I wish it would have ended a little bit Five earlier. seconds earlier. Yeah. Yeah. We, w- we never would have found out that nobody came to their reopening. Well, I think we would have known. You, like, you, I knew. Everyone knew. <laughs> I know. I yeah, it's not like, like crowds were going to come. No. Yeah. 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 That was sad. Yeah. I if it If it felt like a first film in some respects, I think that all of the individual people who worked on it felt very experienced um the not just the acting i think the acting was outstanding mm-hmm. but also the the cinematography um the I, and it was not bombastic cinematography it was just very competent and used lots of different techniques to their effect i thought that the the overall narrative played well with the humor to my taste at least so yeah i think that all of the individual parts of it were very impressive to me and and came together pretty well for me, although not, not perfectly. While I don't agree that it necessarily feels like a f- first film, I think there's also a difference between a debut feature and a student film. Like, with a debut feature film, like, this feels very... Like, it's usually... You have great people to work with, and I, the acting and editing and all the technical aspects of it are really well-developed. Yeah. I think the structure of it, in terms of writing, is also really well-developed. I think what where I see the perhaps first film thing that maybe mom was talking about. It's like, if you write and direct your movie, you're going to be very wary about what is taken in or out of the movie. And I think maybe, like, you want to keep all the scenes. Because you wrote all the scenes and they make sense in your mind, but maybe you've worked on it for so long that you're like, I don't even want to let go of anything. I think that's it. um, That makes a lot of sense. But I loved the movie. Like, I didn't even think that it could be a first film until looking up more about it afterwards do we want to get into ratings just last thoughts yeah, yeah. okay normally we sandwich the guest all right ratings so right. Bella, would you like to go first wait how many numbers are we out of five out of five out of hundred four and a half and you do half stars three and a half Ugh. okay <laughs> all right Bella, what would you rate this movie i was in between a four and a four and a half i ended up giving it a four and a half on letterboxd mm. yeah mom what would you give it so I don't have a history of rating on this scale, which, uh, you know. Yeah, you kind of have to develop that. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. okay. Cool. Because I loved a lot of it. I'm not sorry I saw it. I think you have to see it in a movie theater, folks, if you are going to see this movie. Because of the pacing, I think you're going to get distracted if you watch this at home. I probably would have walked away many times because I would have been like, okay, got it, got up. I think you have to see it in the theater if you can. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to say a three because I liked so much about it. And then a three because there's things I think could have been a little bit better. I, I disagree with your point. Maybe Maybe people your age would go do that. I feel like, for me at least, it was very refreshing and from the first get-go. I, like, oh. it had my attention. Like, this is a movie that I would not turn off. Really? But, like, you wouldn't be, like, mm-mm. doing other things on your phone, no. cleaning your room while you're watching it? <laughs> no. Really? I think I was, I was so, like, in awe of, like, I think the stylization of it really got me, so. Well, the only weight reason I, I wouldn't walk away is because I wouldn't want to miss a quip or a look right, or exactly. a touch between it's those so two. It's so funny, yeah. They, those two are so You can't adorable. look away when they're on screen. Yeah, they're amazing. Okay, Max, what's your rating? I would give this movie, and I did give this movie, a four and a half stars. Woo. Yeah. Wow, you guys both rated it really high. And that's in comparison to, like, it says a 3.2 average rating. What so that? it did not get a lot of good reviews. People are three point two out of five. Yeah. Okay, I'm right in the average. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, but you guys both really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I thought it was it was really hilarious. Did I tell you guys I was the only person in the theater when I saw this? No. <laughs> there was there was nobody in the th- there was literally nobody in the theater such that they they turned on the lights to the theater. They did that to us too. Ten minutes before the movie ended. They did, they did that, that to, to us, us too. Yeah. They might have miscalculated the length. Of the I movie. Yeah, they did. Um, but I was literally like, but I thought it was hilarious. Like I was really laughing out loud. I wish there were more people so I didn't feel so weird laughing out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it were just a comedy. I think I would have given it something closer to what I gave, like, unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it was so... The writing let the actors have these moments where they were really pushed to their limit made it, like, a character-driven drama in a way that I really like. Yeah. And I haven't seen a comedy that has done that in a long time. Yeah. Um, and that was really unique. Uh, and I think that uniqueness and impressiveness are, are like, the two things which make movies very highly rated in my book yeah i would agree that it's very unique i think that's what grabbed me Mm -hmm. like not expecting that at all yeah Yeah. that's so interesting and i'm kind of curious just like business wise like so this has to have a pretty low box office like probably right i would i can't imagine i was the only person yeah it was a tuesday but like and i just think like you know it doesn't have a, a lot of buzz it had a ton of buzz around sundance there was, I couldn't get tickets. It was sold out immediately. Mm-hmm. I think people were really hopeful that this was going to be like a great, and I think probably Jordan Peele put his name behind it, a couple other famous people. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you've got these great stars in it. So I think there was a lot of buzz when it was premiering at the festivals. Yeah. But then probably didn't get much after that because of the three. I mean, it doesn't appeal to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what were their comparative budgets? If I had to guess, mm, maybe three three million. Stars are probably the highest pay, like for the money. Yeah, and then renting and, a church, uh, but it's very low cast. Just renting a church, which is probably not expensive. Yeah, and it's a gigantic church. I know, but you know. So what? There's a million churches. Yeah, and also maybe they're not using it on a Tuesday. Exactly. Uh, and then that house, that beautiful, big, huge right, house. Right, the mansion house, yeah. That was the only... Probably film their scenes in a day, two days. But the mall was probably closed. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I just wanted to pop in and remind you all that our website is being updated with a link to become associate to be able to nominate and vote on this year's films. There's information about new movies coming out and our podcast episodes and a lot of other stuff. So you can find that at doweedsociety.com and at Doughweed Society on Twitter and Instagram. Please get in contact with us if you want to be featured on the pod through our email, doughweedsociety at gmail.com, and feel free to share the pod or our website with your film friends. We'd love to hear from you or even have you on the pod. All right, now back to today's podcast. Um, I'm going to recommend... It's called Spin Me Around. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of comedy weird eccentric movie with uh starring Alison Brie and Aubrey Plaza mm-hmm. and it's like a fun we it's like kind of like uh what's that Tom Cruise weird movie uh Top Gun no weird was <laughs> <laughs> the first Tom, Tom Cruise movie that comes <laughs> yeah eyes wide shut ew yes yeah it, it's like you're it's of? like eyes wide shut meets like Italy meets like uh, Albu Plaza. <laughs> Interesting. So, I like her. I know. I love both of them. That's why I wanted to see it. But it, it's not the best thing in the world. But it's interesting yeah. to say the least. Um, yeah. So I'm going to recommend that. Interesting. Excellent. Okay. Do you have a recommendation? I do. Um, this past week, I saw 3,000 Years of Longing with uh, Idris Elba and what's her name? Uh, t- t- so it starts t- with a T, it does, Tiana, yes. Tiana, Tia, Tith, uh, t- blonde lady. Yeah, she's, she's in got a very... She, Narnia. She is in Narnia. Tilda Swinton. Tilda. Oh. And <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Um, if you're looking for something that's kind of fantastical and interesting and sort of new, um, I would recommend it. Hmm. Yeah. Are we... We are literally just about to get into this tsunami of great movie season. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I'm really excited. For I it. am too. So we're gonna be spending a lot of time at the theater. Any... Top Gun. I did like Top Gun. Yeah. I. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I did. I'm gonna just say, you know what? That Tom Cruise may be crazy, but he doesn't make a bad movie. 
<laughs> it's like that line from Glee. It's like, uh, she may be difficult, but man, she can sing. Like, that's so true. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was just about the most perfectly executed movie. It hit every note. You know, it's like exactly all the throwback references mm-hmm. that we all love yeah. from the original 80s. Except it's like better it's than like the original. If they could have made an 80s movie, but like time traveled to now, it would be that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and it, it like, it, it fixed all the problematic parts of that 80s movie. <laughs> like, yeah. But it still had like the good problematic parts, like just yeah. like me- shirtless men. So like fr- frolicking on the beach. Yeah. You know. Miles Teller. Yeah. Mustaches. Yeah. It had all the great parts that we liked. Yeah. But it's, and, you know, all the fights. I just feel like you really, at 10 out of 10. Oh, wait, we're on a five scale. <laughs> 10 out of five. <laughs> so, Max, you gotta go see it. Nah. <laughs> I'll, I'll illegally stream it at some point. <laughs> you're, you're just gonna, like, you're gonna love it. It's, okay. It's literally about, and Miles Teller was fantastic. I liked most of it. I will say um, mm-hmm. the ending fight sequence was a little too real for me. I didn't like it. But did it take you back to when you were in the fighter jet? But I got yeah, I got PTSD, <laughs> mom. Oh my god! No. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Well, ever since we pulled out of Afghanistan, we got all this extra money, yeah. the military. So they're they're putting it all into movies. They're putting it all into movies. And oh. and ads on Twitter. I know the Twitter military ads what? are insane. You literally can't... It looks like a Michael Bay film. Like it's crazy. Oh my god. No, but it's Lisa. literally like they they're like what are we going to do with all this extra money now that we're not yeah. in a war? And we're now gonna... they're actually targeting to gamers because that you know, what are they going to do? They're just Well, I I will tip my hat and say thank you for the movie because it was actually very good and entertaining. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was entertaining. Good job in the movie. Um, well maybe done. Work on some other stuff. <laughs> oh boy! So that's my rec- my recommendation. Thanks for Cheers. having me. Thanks for having me on the show, you guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming, coming on. on the show. Yeah. Please come again. I love it. We so love movies. Much. We do love movies. We love so movies. Much. That's Cheers what we always to... say. We love movies. We love movies. <laughs> you know <laughs> us. <laughs> we need like a tagline. Movies are our middle name. We yeah. Love- yeah, that's all we got for you today. Uh, cheers to the next few months of great movies, hopefully, or maybe some bad ones. And that's fun, too. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. We're good to talk about. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's the longest podcast we've ever done.